If you own a home, an investment property, or if you're looking to become a homeowner in the Las Vegas area, don't change the station. Because it's time for the most comprehensive, informative, and interactive mortgage and real estate show in Nevada. Rent it, buy it, revive it. Brought to you by Residential Bank Corp. Your first and only choice when looking for home financing. Residential Bank Corp. Funding America one neighborhood at a time. Here's the host, producer, and senior loan officer at Residential Bank Corp. Brian Feldman. That is right. It's our house. Here we go on a Friday night in Las Vegas. Just after 6 o'clock, and this is Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, brought to you by Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time, uh, with integrity, experience, and quality customer service. I'm the host, Brian Feldman, and you can catch us right here on KSHP 1400 AM every Friday night at 6. We are also streaming live on the KSHP website, that's KSHP.com, and then just click listen live and you'll be on board. You can also watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube after the show. The podcast is available on the Residential Bank Corp Facebook page and website as well. Quickly, a little about me. I'm a former host of the radio shopping show here on KSHP, and I've been hosting another sports talk show on Sunday mornings at 8 for going on 10 years now. The show's on a station just barely down the dial. I can't give out the call letters as that would be considered a conflict of interest. But what I can say is on that station during the hockey season, you can hear all the Vegas Golden Knights games, you know, kind of like a fox. One day Mark's just going to come in here and tug me right off the radio whenever doing that. I'm amazed he hasn't yet. I'm terrible. I'm out of line. No no pun intended. <laughs> All right. That being said, you know, my profession, you know, the job that pays the bills and puts food on the table. I am with the best mortgage lender in Las Vegas, Residential Bank Corp. And tonight, joining me in the KSHP Residential Bank Corp studio is longtime realtor and the president and broker of the Goodman Realty Group, Brian Goodman. Brian's experience and diversity in the mortgage and real estate industries is so extensive that a one-hour show is not enough time on... To, to go over half of what this guy's accomplished. So tonight, he will share some of that experience, knowledge, and wisdom with all of us. I suggest you stick and stay. A little later in the show, it's the CEO Corner, where Residential Bank Corp CEO Corey Wood will be joining to give us his weekly State of the Mortgage Industry address. No, it is not political. Stop it. Tonight, Corey will be talking about the most important thing to all of us in the industry, the current state of the housing market, interest rates, and why, if you are in the market to buy, you should not wait. Good advice. Also part of the show... Uh, is our social media director, Spencer the the Wiz Ostrovsky. We can't hear it in here, but you heard it out there. Yes, that is right. Spencer has his own theme music, uh, and he's got his own studio as well. But you know what? His ego remains intact. He told me for at least two more weeks. Spencer will be fielding your questions and passing them along to us as he will be making sure the video portion of the show is also on point. And as you can see, if you're looking right now, you can see me. You see why I was born with a face for the radio. I don't know why they've got me on video now, but uh, that's part of the game and part of my contract, so i got to honor it and do it. Um, but, uh, but, but again, if you can see, if you're watching the show, you can see Spencer is more than doing his job. And also joining us in studio today is somebody that is uh, my right arm. And as you can see, it's still attached. If he wasn't here, or part of my life, I would have one arm. That's it. That is uh, uh, my loan officer assistant and uh, budding and inspiring producer, Lawrence 
Langan. I had a nickname for him that I gave him earlier, but it's not appropriate to use on air, so I will not. All right. Again, the show is live and interactive, so that means your calls and questions are welcome. The KSHP Residential Bank Corp. Studio line is 702-221-7283. And do me a favor. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends anyway. I mean, for God's sakes, if they don't own a home, I know that they want to, and we've got the goods right here every Friday night to set them straight and make home ownership not a dream, but a reality. All right, let's get this show on the road. And, and uh, just remember, pay, all people always pay it forward. Very important in life, in everything, pay it forward. But we're going to get the show rolling with tonight's guest, Brian Goodman. Hold on, let's get that audience in here. Where are they? That is our social distancing audience. Even even though even though the pandemic has been legal over, our audience is still social distancing, which is probably good. They can watch us from afar. Um, but uh, Brian Goodman here, um, this guy. I mean, I, I got his bio today. You know, as I do every week, I get I get my my guest bios. I get I, I have them formulate some questions. I'm too honest for my own good. But the whole thing is, is I got this, and you know, I already heard about Brian a little bit from John Laguardia, branch manager, a great guy at uh, at Residential Bank Corp. A little bit from Corey Wood. I mentioned to Corey earlier today that you'd be on the show. Oh, Brian, great, great guest and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, something I've known Brian, if I'm being completely honest with you, I've known Brian a little bit over 24 hours. Okay. I got 23, to meet, 20, 23 and a half. All right. I met him yesterday at the, uh, residential uh, bank corp offices over in Henderson. And, um, I, I gotta say, you know, I don't like the guy, No, but <laughs> actually, actually I love the guy and I think you're going to really like him too. Brian in all seriousness has a plethora of knowledge. He's been in this industry for over 30 years and I'm not exaggerating over 30 years in this business, started yeah. off as a mortgage broker, got his license, built up a mortgage shop, over 100 employees, eventually graduated to real estate, not to mention all of his accomplishments in marketing, one of the top marketeers in our industry for a while. This guy has done it all. And uh, first of all, I'm going to shut up and say, Brian, welcome to the show. It's hey, great to have you here, man. Thanks, Brian. Actually, you're the man, the myth, the legend, as far as I can see. So we're going to have a great time tonight, man. We're going to really have some fun talking about what's going on out there. Uh, a lot of the negative things that people are talking about and hearing in the news every day, but then we're going to figure out how does that benefit us at the same time. Well, we're going to talk about that. But I want to start, Brian, a little getting to know you, let the right. audience get to know you a little bit. You know, I read your bio, so it was kind of the interest kind of started with your dad, right? A little bit. I mean, your Actually, dad came home with some things, and yeah. you uh, you kind of like, wow, this is interesting, man. And, I was and a you teenager. ran with it. Yeah, actually, yeah. My dad was a dentist, actually, when I grew up. And so he was not an entrepreneur at all, never invested in real estate other than owning a home or two. And when I was a teenager, 15 years old, couldn't even drive yet, we used to have a lot of infomercials on in the early and mid 1980s. And my dad went to one of those seminars with one of the real estate gurus of the time. Actually, his name was Dave Delgado out of San Diego, what a great California. Name. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like a shortstop that hits three hundred, doesn't he? Dave Delgado, <laughs> get, I like get, it. Get, giddy up, Dave. So anyway, they call yeah, him Double D. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't know what I would call him, but anyway. So yeah, I, he came home with this set of manuals, and I thought that looks pretty cool. Let me take a look at this. So I started reading through these. I'm like. If that's a real lifestyle that these guys live, that's the lifestyle I want to live. Being out on your own, being able to make as much money, really what got me is thinking I could be rich. I think that's probably what got me first. But the independence of being a real estate investor, that's what really hooked me in is thinking, hey, man, I could wake up. I could go to the gym. I can run all day. I can work out all day. I can go do what I want when I want, and I can get rich at the same time. Well, it didn't quite work out that way, but it did work out as close as it possibly could be. Because as I got older, not at 15, but by the time I was about 
Getting close to 30, I looked backwards after I'd built my career up in the industry, and I looked back and remembered reading those manuals when I was 15 wow. years old, oh, and cool. I said, wow, my life really kind of went down that path. So it was a lot of fun, and one of the crazy stories about it, just real quick, and we can talk about something else, but um, so I grew up in the Midwest, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, love the Midwest, love the people, just, you know, I love good people. If you're good people, I like you, I want to be around you. But what are you hanging out with me and Lauren said for? Well, I'm still trying to figure that one out, so we'll talk about that later, <laughs> off air. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the interesting thing, my dad was a dentist, so he made pretty good money as far as, uh, you know, uh, in, outside of St. Louis in the 1980s. He had bought this campground outside of St. Louis, and we ran it for a couple years. And then I left, went off to college, went off, started working, and I came home um, to visit him because he had sold it to a guy. My dad could barely afford this. So he couldn't barely make the payments on this campground, and he sold it to a single guy. And I said, Dad, if you can't afford this and you're a dentist, how is this guy going to afford this? And he said, son, I don't really know. He goes, but he probably doesn't have kids. Maybe he makes 60000 a year and he can afford it. Still didn't make sense to me. So when I got a little bit older and I came back to visit St. Louis, I went out to visit the campground and see what had become of it. Well, guess what that guy that... My dad didn't realize what that guy was doing. That guy developed the campground into a subdivision and made millions and millions of dollars. And that doubled down on changing my life, realizing wow. that that guy was smarter than anybody would have ever realized. He picked that thing up on contract from my dad for basically no money down, turned it into a, you know, probably a 50-unit housing development and made millions. And at that so. point, the wheels weren't just turning. They were, they were going oh, out of control. Oh, baby. I, I thought, if he could do that, why can't I sure. do that? Sure. So, yeah, that was... That was not my start, but that really coupled down and made me realize how powerful investing in real estate is and just having the knowledge and being wise and knowing what and when and how to do it. That was the whole key. Almost every entrepreneur I've ever known, which I don't know a great many of them, but I know a few, and almost every, uh, every entrepreneur that you read about, real estate is part of their repertoire. In almost every case, you find... And is there a correlation with that and being ultimately successful? Hmm. Go figure. <laughs> and again, like you said, you know, at the beginning, you looked at it where I can do this and I can go run, run around here and do all these things and stuff and just make money. And a lot of people feel, well, you know... People that are lucky get that way. And I tell people all the time, like, Brian, man, your career, it's so cool. You do the radio, you do this, mortgages and stuff, and you're so lucky. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's amazing. The harder I work, the luckier I get. I wonder if there's any correlation with that whatsoever. You know, I mean, I just, I, I don't get it. I'm just lucky as hell. I mean, I work 20 hours a day, but I'm really lucky. But, you know, right now, you know, and, and, and it's incredible that you've gotten into what you've accomplished. Before we get even started in this, one of the things right now that I'm hearing from a lot of realtors out there, and I'd love to get your take on this, Brian, is marketing you know right now when you get into it with like right now when you see a term like this obviously the biggest issue that changed everything is inflation it's an inevitable thing and it has to happen and that's yeah. what happened when inflation hits you're going to see interest rates go up housing prices go up the market changes the economy changes it has to you can only do things for so long before you are going to see that hit and now we've seen it so the biggest issue and talking to you know ironically two different realists today and both of them brought this up to me about like brian you know we, we, we want to get some more business going we want to work with you you know, let's let's think of some marketing strategies. What can we do now when we're in a market where all of a sudden, just two weeks ago, you were sick. If you were selling a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar property, you had six offers lined up, and you got to sit there and play with it and pick which one you wanted. Now, all of a sudden, at least twenty 
75% of the buying market is dried up, but as Corey's going to talk about in a little bit on the air, yep. inventory is on the rise. There's inventory finally, and we're seeing more and more of it, making it m- more advantageous for buyers to get out there right now. But buyers have slowed down because the housing prices and interest rates are starting to scare people off. What kind of advice do you have for people that are thinking along those lines, Brian? Are you talking about real estate agents and loan officers? You're sure. Talking about Initially, real estate agents and loan officers, how to market themselves. And then you can also and then, yeah. and then make it a twofold question. We're on the other side about the people that are out there that are getting a little bit cold feet, that we're all gung-ho and they call their mortgage officer and they find out, oh, my, my rate's going to be 6.37. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Well, let me tell you something. You're done now. Wait, wait about six more months if you think you're done right now. Uh, so, you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, don't wait. But go ahead, Brian. Well, uh, there's there's several fold there. I mean, this is a big we're we're unfolding in one of the biggest times probably when we look backwards in a few years, we're going to say this was one of the biggest changes in the history of our lifetimes. So, we all know the big collapse 2007, 8, 9, 10, and we all lived through that. There's some a lot of differences between now and then. But as far as for realtors and loan officers, but especially realtors, one of the things that we've done in the last two weeks, because this slowdown like hit like a brick wall. I mean, we were getting five, 10 offers on a house, and the next week, we're getting one showing. So this, this happened really, really fast and really, really hard. It did time right around the big interest rate raise from the Federal Reserve, the, the three-quarter percent raise. Well, a week ago Wednesday. But so if you think back... When we were putting a house on the market, if it was a nice house in a decent area, we were seeing how high the last sales were. Common sense, right? Mm -hmm. And we're pushing it a little bit higher than that. If it's remodeled, we're pushing it as high as we think we can go with that remodel based on what what somebody's going to pay. But you can't go too far up because the market's on its way up. Well, all of a sudden, if we've hit that brick wall now, and let's say we've hit the edge, realtors can no longer look and say, how high can I push this house up? Now we have to look and say, okay... If I've got five houses, 10 houses that I'm competing against, and I have two or three buyers that are going to be in the market for those 10 houses over the next few weeks, I now have to make sure, one, that I look good as far as the house, that I show right, that I'm priced well, and I've got to make sure I get one of those buyers. So the entire psychology and the entire philosophy of how I have to approach it changed. I already was ready for this. So the unique thing is I've been talking about this for about six months now. Didn't realize we, you know, nobody knows when it's going to hit, right? I figured we'd probably be going through what we're going to today. I thought more the end of this year, early next year, but it's happening now. So what we're going through now is real. It's live. It's not going to go back the other way. This is the new paradigm we live in. So that's the biggest thing is realtors, sellers, buyers all have to adjust to this new market quickly so that they can take advantage of it. And there's a win-win for everybody. You just have to find what that is. And we'll talk about it as we go, Brian. But that's the number one is changing that psychology with your clients that, hey, it's not how high can we push it now. I'm sorry. We missed that window by a few weeks. Now it's how do you make sure you get that buyer at a good price? Absolutely. It's, it's adjusting the way that you think and understanding, as you said, accepting we're now. I've always said sometimes, yeah, and you can see me video, sometimes you have to look at things like this. 
Just a different viewpoint, that's all. Um, I'm getting some questions uh, for you, Brian. And one of them is, it's from a realtor. I'm not giving a builder a plug, but he, he was uh, showing houses today. And I can mention your name, it's Jim. But Jim was showing houses today. And Jim's actually a friend of mine, I know the guy. And he was showing houses today. Was He went out and they, they were looking at new builds and builders. And he wants to know, he is was flabbergasted at the incentives being offered. All of a sudden, builders <laughs> are just throwing incentives out there. He wants to know... He wants to know, are these incentives real, Brian? Are, are these something? Are these builders? Because to go from an incentive where you're getting a little bit to, like he said, they were talking up to $26,000 for a $400,000 property to buy the rate down to do these things. Is this, and, and, and Jim's asking, is it real? It's real. It's real. And the builders, you got to understand, um, any builder that's been around for any time at all, especially the big national builders, they've been feeling this in other markets already, right? I mean, it's not like... This is their first rodeo. They've been through 2008, 2010. They've been through that big, big slowdown. And the same thing happened. Both times, the same thing happened. When things were booming, the builders stopped giving any incentives to buyers, and they stopped giving incentives to the realtors. But then the second they need more buyers, they ramp up those incentives, and all of a sudden, they'll they'll pay out big, fat commissions again to realtors to bring their clients. But just recently, some of the big national builders had cut any type of commissions out to agents out entirely. They weren't pay you. They would not pay you a commission to bring your client in to buy their house. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Then that shifts. A lot of agents they have a hard time because they take it emotional. They're like, "Well, that sucker wouldn't pay me a commission back when things were good. Why should I take a client there now?" Sure doesn't matter. It's not about us. It's about the clients. It's about sellers. It's about buyers. We're here to provide mortgages. We're here to provide real estate expertise. So yes, those are real. And you've only seen the beginning of it right now. You wait and see what they're going to pay realtors and what they're going to pay buyers to come in and buy those homes. They don't want to miss this window because they know interest rates are probably going up also. Sure. And Linda, I got your message and you sent like four of them and I appreciate it. Uh, Spencer said, I mean, he just walked in the office for a minute. He probably got two more. But what you're asking about is I understand how is this going to weight on loan officers and loan originators competing with the builders that are offering these incentives. They've got their own preferred lenders. And I'm going to wait and let Corey Wood answer that question because I think that's a good question for Corey Linda. Not that I'm evading the question at all. It's a really good question. We're going to let Corey answer that. He'll be on in a few minutes. As a matter of fact, we're a couple minutes away from Corey coming on. But, um, you know, one of the things right now, and this is a question you 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 would pose to me to ask you, so I want to ask you this question. But are we overvalued with our real estate prices right now? That's the, that's the golden question. I mean, every single person, if if a realtor and a loan officer want to uh, drum up conversations, this is all you got to talk about out there. So just talk to everybody out there about this because this is what's on everybody's mind. Now I'm going to give you some bad news as far as some of the data that goes out there, but then we're going to talk also because nobody knows what's going to happen, right? Anytime we're talking about what somebody's predicting or what somebody else believes, that doesn't mean it's real. We've seen that from time and time again. For instance, I still remember, and I don't know why he's still the national, I won't say the name, but one of the chief economists. I remember how blindsided I was 2006, 7, and 8. I was blindsided. I will never let that happen to me again, and I suggest nobody lets that happen to him ever. But... I was blindsided because the chief economist, when we were up at the peak, right before we went down, they were saying how great everything was. 
They had no idea. They, there was not one talk about negative things, not one talk that it might slow down, not one talk that we might be overvalued. So when all that hit, I wasn't prepared for it. And so once again, we're talking about psychology, our philosophy, be prepared. You are going to work harder as a realtor, a loan officer. You're going to have to work twice as hard now for every single deal you get, but the deals will still be there. That's for sure. So Moody says that Las Vegas is 53% overvalued. Uh, Florida Atlantic University has one of the best studies historically for uh, valuations of real estate markets. They say we're 61% overvalued. Now, does that mean we are? No, it doesn't mean we are, but it means we have to look at that in real life terms. So the key is, if I share with you real quick, um, how much time do we got till the CEO corner? Uh, we, we're, we're past it, but I want you to keep going. We'll, okay. we're gonna, we'll, we'll go so to let's the talk other about, side. Let's talk just real brief. I'll okay. run through these numbers real quick. The average price home in the metro Las Vegas area, okay? Because this is where it gets really key. And what I was thinking about in 2019 before we hit COVID, and COVID changed a lot of things, and we'll talk about why afterwards. But in 2010, our average home price in the Valley had gone down to about $120,000. That's crazy, is that? It is. Couldn't you imagine buying it now? We'd all go back and buy every single thing oh we Oh, my could. God. I'd have 20 properties. Nine years later, 2019, the average price that we had was 288. We'd gone up uh, over 150% yeah. increase in our values in just a nine-year period. So that was about a 15 to a 20% increase per year, which was huge over a long period of time. That's massive. But that was just getting us back to where we should have been. So then long comes COVID. By 2020, we hit 310. By 2021, we hit 343. But here's where it changed drastically. From 2021 to 2022, we went up 25% roughly. So we went up to 445. And if you, that's the beginning of the year. Now we're at an average of 475 for a single family home. So you go from 120 to $475,000 in a matter of 12 years. So, but the key is if you look from 2021 to now, 400%. we've gone up $125,000, on the average price home in one year. In one year. So, do I think it's unrealistic that you might give some of that back? No, I don't think that's unrealistic, but here's the key. We're going to talk about inventory next. After we get done, we'll talk about inventory and how that affects buyers and sellers and how much sellers can still make and how it's actually a great time to buy. You get a good deal now. Absolutely. So we'll talk about that next. But that was an alarming thing that threw me off how fast we went up, and it was like an upward Yeah, curve. I knew. I hadn't done my due diligence to the degree you did where you have the exact numbers. I knew, obviously, that there was a tremendous increase. But to say in literally what – 12 years over 400% of an increase is something is something just uh, historical, monumental, and uh, wow is about all I can say. And great segue, by the way, Brian, talking about um, inventory, because that is exactly what Corey Wood is going to be breaching, uh, brushing us up on when he comes back. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, once again, you are listening to Rent It, Buy It, Refied. I'm Brian Feldman. I'm joined in the Residential Bank Corp studio by Brian Good, uh, Goodman, and uh, this guy's got a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we're going to stick around with him. We've also got Lawrence uh, Langan in here, our, our loan officer assistant, and coming up is the CEO corner with our CEO at Residential Bank Corp, Corey Wood. You have all that and more. Again, we're here up until seven o'clock. Uh, seven o'clock. Do me a favor, stick and stay. We will be right back. 
Kickers Gaming and Sports Bar is a new standalone sports bar and gaming facility in downtown Las Vegas. Located just down the road from Cashman Field at 931 North Las Vegas Boulevard, Kickers is the perfect place to watch and hear all your favorite games and sporting events. A unique and intimate atmosphere that includes 17 big screens and 15 gaming machines. Kickers caters to hockey fans with a center ice package. And when our Vegas hockey team is playing, enjoy $2 shots throughout the game and free shots every time they score. For football season, Kickers has the NFL ticket and is a Green Bay Packers bar. During every pack game, Kickers gives away jerseys and raffles off Packers gear. Kickers is also the place to go for UFC fights and pay-per-view events because they show them all. And Kickers pays it forward like no other establishment in Las Vegas. Welcoming first responders and frontline workers with 50% off their tab all day. Every day. Follow Kickers on social media to stay informed about all their events, viewing parties, and happenings. One visit and you'll become a regular. Check it out today. Kickers Gaming and Sports Bar. Downtown Las Vegas at 931 North Las Vegas Boulevard. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro and I'm hosting my new show, Pushing the Limits, right here on KSHP starting Monday, February 21st, noon to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Listen, it's a show like no other in the Valley. We're covering it all here, local and national sports, of course the Raiders, the Knights, Aces, UNLV and more. I'll bring you some of the biggest names on the planet when it comes to entertainment. I'll also cover big local news stories that affect you and even sprinkle a little politics into the equation. Find another show that does all that and I'm not afraid to cover anything that matters. But here's the best part. I've always done this throughout my career and I'm going to continue to do it. Push New Limits will be the most interactive show in town. I'll always give our listeners an opportunity to sound off. So please join me starting February 21st noon to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on KSHP and find out how I push the limits every day. Hey, if you own or plan to own a home, listen up. I'm Brian Feldman, host of Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, and today I'm talking Residential Bank Corp., a mortgage company with licensed pros taught to treat every client exactly as they would want to be treated. At Residential Bank Corp., they offer a wide variety of mortgage programs and a speedy process. From the time your application is taken until your loan funds, your loan officer will keep you informed throughout the entire process, and that process can take as little as two weeks. At Residential Bank Corp., we offer the standard conventional FHA and VA. We have down payment assistance, homes for heroes, teachers' grants, self-employed, foreign nationals, and pretty much every mortgage program offered in the state. When I'm not on the radio, I'm a licensed loan officer at Residential Bank Corp., and I'd love to meet you. The office is located in Las Vegas at 3068 East Sunset between Eastern and Pecos. Come on in and let's get you approved today. Residential Bank Corp., funding America, one neighborhood at a time. Brian Feldman, NMLS 116-2258. Louis Galindo, NMLS 145-5715. Branch NMLS 120-894. Corporate NMLS 210-853. Equal housing lender. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. Well, 
It's not that hot in here today. The air is going good. Somebody's cooled it off a little bit, but it's about to get hot as we enter the CEO corner. You're listening to Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, KSHB, 1400 AM, 6 to 7, every Friday night. I'm Brian Feldman in studio with Brian Goodman. Lawrence Langen working uh, the wheels of steel in the back is Spencer the Wiz Ostrovsky, and it is time for my favorite segment of the show. Are you ready to get the inside scoop? Updates on interest rates, home financing programs, industry secrets and projections you can't get anywhere but right here on Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. That's right. It's time for the CEO Corner with Residential Bancorp Chief Executive Officer Corey Wood with this week's State of the Mortgage Industry Address. Now, he. Corey. And it is time for my favorite segment of the show. We are joined by Residential Bank Corp CEO Corey Wood, and he is giving his State of the Union address, and that does not mean political. He's not talking about Roe versus Wade, so don't think that's going to come up out of Corey's mouth. That has nothing to do with this show, and I got the reason I'm bringing it up is because two of my friends texted about that, and I don't care about that right now. This is about uh, mortgages and real estate and uh, Corey Wood. And uh, Corey, first of all, good to see you. Welcome back to the show. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been a little while. It's been about three weeks, but you know, Brian, I can't believe three weeks were away and the real estate market completely does a 180 degree turn. Uh, I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. So, you know, we, we, we'll get into it, but we've had a huge turnaround in the real estate market as far as inventory availability and you know, purchases in general. Yeah, there's no question about it. And Corey, we'll start right off with that. I want to get to Linda's question. She asked me, please, to make sure that I ask you when, when, I, when, I, when I pulled it away from Brian. So we'll get to your question, Linda, I promise you. But I want to start off talking to Corey because one of the biggest things that we've all been struggling with, not interest rates, we're that we'll talk about that. We're not shying away from that by any stretch of the imagination, but it has been inventory. That has been the, one of the biggest issues since this boom has happened. It has been a completely a seller's market as inventory, not only has been limited, but at times has been scarce, Corey. That is changing as well, right? It is. It is. And and if you talk about the data, you know, going back to 2018, we were averaging in Las Vegas about 4,000 listings, active listings every single month. So at any point in time, you had 4,000 active listings. Well, April of this year, we were down to 1,900 listings. Well, the good news is, is basically in about a month and a half to two months, we've had a turn and we're now up to 4,600 active listings. So, you know, we're, we're back to, we're above the levels we were in 2018. Um, and we've had this huge turn. And I think one of the biggest factors that we've been preaching for the last six months is that the uh, forbearances were going to end and they all, they end on June 30th. Well, everybody that was in forbearance that ends on June 30th all got their notices at the end of May, beginning of June that effective uh, July 1st, they're going to have to start making their mortgage payments. So you have a lot of consumers out there who are in their properties. They're sitting on $200,000, $300,000 worth of equity, and they need to make the decision, do I start making my payments if I can, or do I list my property and sell it and take my equity out? So I think we're seeing that come to fruition now, um, You know, because June is usually a great month for closings, um, but it didn't start until the beginning of this month, and it has completely made a turn. 
Without question, and we're all seeing that. And Corey, the prediction, you know, and a lot of the questions I'm getting, you know, yeah, we see a, a, an influx of real of inventory right now. You know, a lot of people are equating that to obviously, uh, you know, the, the the spike that we saw a week and a half ago, and it did scare off a lot of people initially. Brian's going to touch on that more. You can touch on that as well. That people, you know, about 25 percent. One of my realtors said about 25 of this clientele just literally disappeared almost overnight. So I'm sure Brian's experienced the same thing. Uh, Corey, what do you say to those people that all of a sudden put their tail between their legs, turned around and went away? Well, I, I would say this, you know, the run up before the Fed spoke well, the Fed increased the Fed funds rate to three quarters of a, three quarters of a percent higher than what it was. Um, but the lead up to that is, you know, the the industry basically built that into the pricing and then some. So over the last few days, you know, we had the market pull back tremendously. And, you know, the interest rate market is is a lot like the stock market. When you have an overrun one way, it comes back the other way. And at that point in time, you lock those loans. And yesterday was one of our biggest lock days because the market had come back substantially almost to the levels where it was before the Fed even spoke. So it's a matter of timing it right. And overall, the rates aren't that bad. We're in the five still. So, you know, we're selling loans that are in the 5% interest rate range. And, you know, with our interest-only products, there are products that can get you, you know, the affordability that you need. It's just really breaking it down and seeing where it's going to be. But, you know, I think every time the Fed comes out and they start to talk about increasing rates, which, you know, July is going to be another one where they're going to come in. It's either going to be a half or three quarters. You'll see the interest rates rise. But, you know, before then, I say come in and basically get your loans locked in, get them locked in, get into a property because there's a lot of properties out there on the market. Uh, one of the things I heard you guys touching on is, hey, what are values going to do? Are they going to go up or down? Uh, you know, we we were we lent uh, in the real estate market here in Vegas back in 2005, six, seven. You know, and, and I was actively uh, you know in that market at that time. And one of the biggest factors, the reason the market really got hit so hard, is because the economy in Vegas was solely based on entertainment. Now the economy in Vegas is based on a lot of industries that are here, a lot of people that are working remotely that are here, and there's just a demand where there's a uh, influx of people moving in from California to here, they're leaving California. So you're starting to see values in California slip, drop off a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of price reductions. But if you look in California, like LA County, Orange County, LA County, the median home price is 800000 I think, yeah, 800000 in LA, San Diego is eight seventy five, and Orange County is $1.2 million. If you have a consumer coming from from there to here, where your median home price is 475, they can get a lot more for their money, and we're still seeing that. We're still seeing that influx of people that want to work remotely. They want to save on their state income tax. The moment they move here, they get that state income tax uh, eliminated, and they get a basically a raise on their paycheck. So there's a lot of advantages for them moving here, and you know we've seen a few price reductions out there, and and I'm sure. Uh, Brian Goodman can, you know, attest to this that, you know, he's seeing the price reductions, but we're not seeing values drop. We're still doing appraisals and the values are still coming in. Unlike California, we're seeing some values in certain areas being cut right now because people are starting to fire sell their properties because of the people vacating California. So I know that's a lot I threw at you, but, um, you know, right now I still think it's very affordable here in Las Vegas. Jenny's a realtor and she just said, uh, she said she has noticed recently and just wanted your thoughts on this. 
listen, I mean, I imagine Brian's as well, so I'll open up Brian's mic and bring him as well. But she is saying that all of a sudden she is seeing uh, none of her property. She has uh, three listings right now, and she said she had one overvalue listing, over over listing, uh, over listing offer. That one went away immediately last week, and she said no more um, over over listing offers. Um, are you do, do you see that for now that that's going to be we're going to start seeing the listing price is going to be the price now basically go ahead Corey. you you first well i i think i think it just comes to inventory there's so much more inventory you went from 1900 active listings to 4600 and they're they're continuing to increase so as that happens uh, you know there's going to be the there's fewer buyers for each individual property and you know i i'm sure brian uh goodman's seeing that as well i'm sure he's seeing uh the same thing yeah, no question about it. And what she's experiencing was what every other homeowner that's trying to sell right now, every realtor, and of course, every loan officer is experiencing right now. So the key is you're not pushing them up in value anymore. Now you're listing them at what the real value is. Sure, now you might get a little bit better of a deal. That's why the buyers are going to come out because we are going to have more inventory. We'll talk about some stats on that. What I see potential, we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. But if you were having to pay five twenty five for a property before, and now you can pick it up for four ninety, feels like a pretty good deal, like a really good deal. All right, Corey, I won't I won't put uh, Linda off anymore. I don't even want to look because I've got twenty messages. She is uh you know, she is asking, uh, and I know Linda, loan officer, which I, you, you should come aboard with us. I've been telling you that for a long time, but anyways, she is asking how the builders, the incentives, how are we as loan officers not being a preferred lender of a builder? How do we survive? Not only survive Survive is easy, Linda. I can answer that question. But how do we compete with the builders and the incentives that they're offering right now, Corey? Well, um, I, I can tell you, in a lot of ways, it is hard to compete. Um, you know, we we have certain programs, at least at Residential Bank Corp, where we're able to offer incentives. Uh, Brian, I know you've been a part of those incentives yep. as well. Uh, we'll be, usually team up with a builder. So as a lender, you can team up with certain builders and you can offer incentives with them uh, to kind of subsidize what they're doing to, you know, help their buyers out to get in with them to do their lending. Uh, but there are some builders that actually have their own in-house lenders, and it is really tough to compete with uh, what they are giving. But we've seen a lot of the builders pull back on their incentives. Uh, many of them over the last uh, year, year and a half, have pulled back and they're not giving the incentives that they had given before. But really the biggest thing is, you know, sitting down with that builder, seeing if there's an opportunity there for you as a lender, us as a lender, you as a lender to step in and contribute part towards that um that incentive. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, it happens. We've got certain builder accounts that we work with and we do that where, you know, we're, we're sharing cart part of that cost of that incentive. Corey, uh, last question. This is Sam. And I, I don't know if Sam's a realtor, a mortgage loan officer, or just Sam is a patron out there, but, um, Hold on, Sam. Let me see what you were asking here. It just just about what we see as far as mortgage programs. Sam, I guess, is a person interested in buying a home. And what he is saying is, what types of programs do we see? Because Sam said, just f- frankly, he said, um, I can't afford to buy a home right now. Are there going to be things like... Uh, like products where we, he's basically saying, are there going to be adjustable rate mortgages, things along those lines that can help a guy like Sam purchase a home right now? 
Well, there's a number of programs that can help him out. Uh, one, you know, we have our rate reduction program where we reduce the interest rate for two years. So for the first two years, you're getting a lower interest rate. And that's that's even currently below where the arms are out, the adjustable rate mortgages. Uh, the other thing that uh, we've rolled out and we're rolling more of them out are the interest only programs and the 40 year amortization. So, you know, stretching that amortization out over, you know, a 40 year period versus a 30 year period and then also offering an interest only and interest only is not a bad loan uh your principal basically stays the same and never goes up and you're paying an interest only payment for 10 years and then after that it, it fully amortizes over the next 30 years and you know the average person stays in a home for i think about seven seven uh, seven years or so but within that period of time I, we anticipate in the next two years we'll see interest rates t- drop because the fed's got to raise them they got to slow inflation numbers down and then they'll come back down our anticipation is sometime towards the end of next year you'll start to see you know the rate stabilize come down uh, and go from there because I think they'll get a good handle on it you know they may even get a good handle by the beginning of next year so it just really comes down to what they're doing but there are products and programs out there that can help you get into a property and afford it Greg, this is really, it's not, it's a good question. And, and, and you shouldn't say that this isn't a good question because it is a good question. I appreciate it. Always Greg, Greg and Henderson. Um, and he has t- tuned in before. I always appreciate listening to the show. Appreciate everyone out there. But he is saying when, Corey, when you say interest rates are going to go down and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit, Craig, to help you out with your question. But when you say that interest rates are going to go down, Craig wants to know, are they going to go back down to what they were? Uh, cause I've said on the show before that, you know, it is a cyclical. This is a cyclical business like life. And about every three to 3.1, 3.2 years, you see the, the circle go round and we get the rates go lower. But I've been saying, don't expect the rates to, you know, if you're waiting for three years to the rates get back in the twos and threes, I don't know that that's a good idea because I'm thinking when you say rates are going to go back down, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but they're going to go back down to where they're at right now because they're going to continue to rise. And then in a couple of years, they'll come back down into the fives, maybe the high fours. But if you're waiting for twos and threes again, hope that you get reincarnated. It might be the next lifetime before you see that. But Corey, you tell me. Well, I can tell you this. I don't think that we'll see rates in the twos or threes again. Uh, The whole reason we're in this situation and the whole reason values increased like they did was that rates were at such a low level, the affordability went up for everybody. So that's what drove the values up over the last couple of years. You had rates that were so low. Now, when we say rates are going to come down, like you said, Brian, they're going to continue to go up. We'll see them increase. But, you know, I would say, you know, a decent range and from what, you know, and I'm just telling you what I hear from traders. I hear from our sure. secondary department, uh, you know, we may be in the, you know, high fours, low fives, you know, I, and that's still a great rate, but I don't see, I don't think we're going to see the days of the twos and threes, uh, you know, low high twos, low threes again, just because I think that is one of the main reasons we're in the situation that push values where they're at. So I think the fed has learned that if they do that again, it, it'll create just massive inflation, which is what we had. And they're trying to, you know, curb against right now. Well said. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And uh, I guess our board agreed with that also. But uh, no, you know, that that's the whole thing. When I say coming back to where they're at now, that's my point is I'm saying 
Buy now. If it's something you're looking to do, don't. there's no reason to wait. There's an influx in inventory all of a sudden. Get out there. Look now. Because, again, when the rates come back down, they may go into the high fours, the low fives, which is a little better than we have right now. So you refinance in a couple of years. But right now is still the time to buy. And, and especially with more inventory coming on the market, the great thing about this, people, is you're now your offers, you're not going to. I had so many clients over the past couple of years banging their heads against the wall because they find the dream property well it was seven other people's dream property too and get in line and you're not having to wait in those lines right now now you can get that property so you pay a little bit more like Corey said take an interest only option it's going to be a lower payment and then at some point in time when you can you make it you know you pay the fully amortized payment but the good thing about that is is you've got 10 years of that to get used to the mortgage payment and you know every time you step up in life and you move to the next house, usually you're getting used to a higher payment. And after a couple months, that's your payment. It's always that way. You just, you grow into it. Don't be scared of this. I mean, it is still, there is still no better investment out there than real estate people. There's none. And you you know, you can have a 401k. I say this all the time. Roth IRAs, they're wonderful. You should do that. You know, invest in, you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. I'm not going to talk about that today, but there's plenty of ways to make money and invest. But still the most stable is your own home. I mean, unless you are completely independently wealthy, your house is probably going to be the most important investment of your life over and over again. Make sure you don't miss out on that. And believe me, people, I'm talking to myself when I'm talking to you. Trust me on that. I just talked to Corey today about how great of a situation I'm in, and Corey's going to help me get into a better situation that I'm going to end up paying more money for later on. But overall, it is going to get me into a better situation. And that is something that that, that you, can't, you, you can't emphasize enough, how important and that is Corey. As always, there's tons more questions. We'll get to them next week. I want to let you go enjoy your family, enjoy your Friday night, and let Brian talk for the last five minutes here with me. But uh, always appreciate you, Corey. Hey, Brian, it's always a pleasure being on your show. Uh, you and your listeners have a great weekend. All right, and we're not going to leave it letting you leave yet until we give you the, 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 uh, the big close. You've been listening to the CEO Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Residential Bank Corp's Chief Executive Officer, Corey Wood. As always, that was Corey Wood joining the show. And uh, uh, just, it, just again, it's an invaluable information on this show every week. And then we're going to get right back to Brian Goodman because, again, you want invaluable information. Again, this guy, over 30 years in the business, understands mortgages, real estate, and a really key right now, which is going to continue to make Brian's company, which is uh, the Goodman Real Estate Group, successful, is Brian understands marketing. And Brian may be getting back into that a little tiny okay. bit more. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for you and your people right now to make sure they remain successful through what people want to consider maybe a dark time in our industry? It's really simple. I mean, it feels hard. It's scary for everybody out there. I, I completely realize that. I mean, this is a whenever everything turns negative, it's very scary. It's, it's tough to keep a cool head. And the most important thing, once you've been through these ups and downs and these uh, interest rates rising, of course, this is a drastic one, like Corey mentioned there. It's keeping a cool head. 
It's making sure that you're financially fit, making sure you don't have your, your personal life out of balance, and then making sure you double down on what you're doing every day. So it means you got to live your life in a way that you're marketing every single moment of your life. If you're not talking to somebody out there and you're not excited about what's happening and you don't love what's happening and you don't understand what's happening, you'll just get passed by and you will have a very tough time right now. And most realtors, most loan officers, they will, unfortunately. But those that are good are going to thrive now. This is when you build. This is when you grow. Lace up your sneakers and get in the game. Absolutely. It's time. You know, another thing that just that's happened because of the re, uh, quick, quick rise in interest rates. So a lot of the homes that people were competing on in the under 500,000 market, you got to understand, we had a lot of institutional buyers too. They've slowed down. So guess what? There's a lot of slowdown in buyers. There's a lot of inventory. The inventory is going to get thicker. There's no doubt about it. So when you go out, you don't have to overbid on a house now. That was the problem. We had to overbid. We had to pay $25,000 over appraisal to get the deal. That's what was frustrating and why most people couldn't buy and they just gave up. And yes, 25%, 50% of your clientele just walked away. They've thrown up their hands. Some of those people won't come back in right now, unfortunately. They'll wait till the news tells them to come back in. But there's a lot of people sitting out there waiting right now. And now you can go in, and if I've got a house listed at 500, and I was going to have to pay five and a quarter because I was going to pay five, I was going to pay twenty five thousand dollars over appraisal before, I might come get that thing for four ninety now, and that feels pretty dang good. That's a $35,000 swing on that house, and I'm not competing against everybody. So now I can go in and negotiate. I can negotiate closing costs. I can negotiate a lot of things that I could not do three or four weeks ago, and that's what you've got to have fun with. That's what you've got to market right there, and you will win. Buyers will win. Sellers will still win. Guess what? If my house went up $100,000 in the last 12 months, does it hurt that I'm selling it for $10,000 less right now? No, and you win. So there's the win-win that we were talking about earlier. I love it. He is Brian Goodman, president broker of the Goodman Realty Group. Uh, Brian at the Goodman can the the Goodman the Goodman dot com, and uh, definitely check him out. You can go. Like I said, this guy's got a, wh- a whirlwind of knowledge. He'd love to help you out if you're looking for a great realtor that understands not only this market but this industry is probably as well as anyone I've had on the show. Brian Goodman, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll get we'll convince him to do a radio show here soon because I think he'd be great at doing that. Brian, before I let you go, uh, one of the questions you post here, and it's funny because I probably had seven of these questions. The only name I remember is Mary because Mary, you messaged me like five times. So, but all of them asked a question, and it's one you wrote down in your book for the most part. Are we going to have another real estate collapse? Well, I don't think so. I mean, nobody knows what the future holds. We always have to remember that. But here's the things. We got three big items to watch. One, interest rates. They're only going to go up a little bit more. They might not, like like Corey was mentioning, I feel the exact same way, and he's one of the smartest guys at that. He's in tune with that. It's going to go up a little more. But 30-year mortgages might not go up that much, as much as the Fed's going to raise the Fed funds rate. The other thing is the economy. How does it slow down? How does it recover? And then the last thing is inflation. You know, does it tame right now? So those things are all going to play into that. But as far as a collapse, you just got to ask yourself this. If you have a house worth 500000 you owe 300000 on it, are you going to give it away? No. No. Nobody wants really to give their know. home away, and they got equity right now. So nobody's just going to throw it away like we did when we owed 500000 on a $400,000 house. Then we walk away, we throw our hands up. Nobody's going to walk away from that equity right now. So it will be a very big, different dynamic coming out of this than we were the last time. 
There you go. And if you if you see you can see how good Spencer the Wiz Ostrowski is, look what he's doing online. He's got Brian's website up there, and he's kind of scrolling through it and stuff. He's as good as it gets. Once again, Brian Goodman. Um, you know, again, again, I, I'm gonna I'm Those gonna go ahead and give but goodies. Saturday mornings eleven on fourteen hundred. All right, there we go. They they jump they jumped the gun a bit on me here, but we'll be, we'll get back there in a second. We're just about out of time. But um, Brian's office number seven zero two seven four seven. Easy to remember. Sold S O L D. So pretty easy to remember. Again, I'm Brian Feldman. I want to thank Brian Goodman for joining the show. Brian, it's been great, and we thank will definitely you, do this again for sure. Hey, you're the best, man. You are the myth. Lawrence, say hello. Hello. And say goodbye. See you later. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that is my LOA, and like I said, that is my right arm in mortgages. My right arm in radio is out in the other room. I want to thank Spencer the Wiz Ostrovsky. I also want to thank Corey Wood for joining the show. Once again, this is Rent It, Buy It, Refi It. We are here same time every Friday night, 6 to 7 p.m., KSHP 1400 a.m., my personal cell number, 702-964-5720. Give me a call anytime. I would love to help you out and take care of you. We'll be back next week. Who's going to be on the show? Well, you got to tune in to find out. We'll see you. To rent it, buy it, refi it on KSHP 1400 AM. If you own or plan to own a home in the state of Nevada, make sure to check out Brian. Louie and the rest of the Residential Bank Corp crew, along with the mortgage and real estate industry leaders and experts every Friday night at 6. Remember, if you're looking for any information regarding mortgage programs, go to residentialbankcorp.com or give Brian Feldman a call personally at 702-964-5720. Residential Bank Corp, funding America one neighborhood at a time.